For the Daily Princetonian, I'm Vitus LaRue. You're listening to Daybreak. Today, we cover the Spring Lawn Party's experience, the reversal of North Carolina Supreme Court decisions on voting laws, and Pope Francis's new willingness to return stolen artifacts. It's Monday, May 1st. Lawn Parties, the university's biannual music festival, was wet and rowdy this year, with soap participants experiencing a packed venue, an absent skis, and a quick show. We sat down with Associate News Editor Tess Weinrich to learn more about what happened at this spring's lawn parties. So could you tell us a little bit about how the day started? The day started with the wristband station. The wristband station, people could go and get their wristbands, get ready to go out onto the street for a fun lawn parties day. Of course, we all woke up to rainy skies this morning and a little bit of chillier weather than is ideal for this festival, which is held twice a year on campus. I would definitely say that the rain played a major role throughout the day, dampened spirits a little bit. People could go out, all the food trucks and food options opened up. So what kind of talent was on display during lawn parties this year? So on the main stage, we had student opener Griff and Ziff, um, and they began their set at around 3 p.m. They were you know, playing a curated playlist. They also had some student backup dancers, which was kind of a surprise that wasn't advertised. So fun for students who got to go and weren't expecting that aspect of the performance. And then Skis was actually supposed to go on as the non-student opener prior to headliner Waka Flocka Flame. Um, but Skis was not able to make the performance. Um, and so instead, a DJ from Flame's personnel came on as the opener, and then Waka Flocka Flame went on after that. And anything interesting to highlight from the show itself? There was definitely a little bit of a scuffle going on within the mosh pit. By that time in the day, just because of the rain, many people had gone home, so the audience wasn't necessarily as large as it has been in years past, but it was getting very condensed, and there were moments where individuals were trampled on, some people sustained injuries. It does seem like that was the minority experience, though not everybody stayed that late. It seems like just a few students were injured a little bit. All right, thank you so much. You can read more of our Lawn Party's coverage at Tess Weinrich and Isabel Jacobson's article, linked in the show notes and on dailyprincetonian.com. Last Friday, the North Carolina Supreme Court revisited two high-profile voting rights rulings on gerrymandering and voter ID laws. The North Carolina Supreme Court, which recently turned to Republican control, had previously ruled that the partisan gerrymandering and requirement for photo ID at polls violated the state constitution protections for free elections. In its overturning of gerrymandering rules, the court wrote that, quote, Our Constitution expressly signs the redistricting authority to the General Assembly subject to explicit limitations in the text. Those limitations do not address partisan gerrymandering. When reassessing photo ID laws, the court majority wrote that this court once again stands as a bulwark against the spillover of partisan legislative disagreement. Voting rights advocate Justin Levitt claimed that this ruling indicates that North Carolina voters are subject to the whims of the legislator and the courts who, quote, aren't there to help. In international news, yesterday, Pope Francis said that there were efforts being made to return colonial-era artifacts held in the Vatican Museum to indigenous groups in Canada they were stolen from. He also expressed a willingness to look into other objects in the Vatican's collection that could be returned to their original owners. Pope Francis evoked the Seventh Commandment, saying that, quote, if you steal something, you have to give it back. He also called on other museums to return stolen items. The Vatican has a large collection of indigenous art and artifacts, including ceremonial masks and wampum belts, many of which the Vatican insists are gifts. However, indigenous scholars dispute this claim, considering the power differentials between colonists and native peoples. The university itself 
holds Indigenous artifacts, though it has established a process for Indigenous communities to request to take their artifacts back. Today, expect chilly weather and cloudy skies, with a high of 59 and a low of 44. That's all for Daybreak today! Today's episode was written by me, sound engineered by Dina Tashoma, and produced under the 147th Menomy Board of the Prince. Our theme was composed by Ed Horan, class of 22. For the Daily Princetonian, I'm Vitus LaRue. Have a wonderful day.